Hello and welcome to Let Me Bore You to Sleep. My name is Jason Newland. Fiddy's under the table moaning. Um, please only listen when you can safely close your eyes. Um, my website's jasonnewland.com. I hope you're well. So, what are you doing? So I'm up here in my home. Vinny's under under the table. Uh, Logie, the other dog that I currently is living here now, is on the settee asleep, and. I'll just to just let you know at the very beginning of this recording I'll tell you what's basically happened so you might want to skip skip through a few minutes but uh, I decided to talk about friendship uh, in this recording just I'm going to call it friendship okay and uh, the reason I'm looking after the dog from downstairs is because my friend from downstairs passed away on Friday. So he's pretty much my best friend and I see him virtually every day for the last eight and a half, well nearly nine years really. Nine years in April, so I don't know how many, how many, <laughs> what is it now? End of November. So yeah. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about that situation because that isn't what these recordings are about. They're not you know these. Even if I don't uplift you or make you feel better, hopefully you do feel a bit better when you listen to these recordings. I'm not here to bring people down, you know. So that's my own stuff I need to deal with. But it's, it's got me thinking about. Friendship, friendships I've had over the years. So I guess that's what I'm going to talk about today. So I won't be talking any more about the situation. I might mention my friend Luke, but I'll only be talking about positive things. Okay, so all is good. Don't worry. I'm not going to be getting all sentimental or anything. So, I, it's been weird, because I kind of wasn't really sure, there was a part of me just didn't know what to do next, you know, as far as making recordings and that, and then I just thought that I'll just make a recording, I'll just do it, just do it, it's one o'clock, Wednesday afternoon on the I think it's the 29th of uh, November today, 2023. I've got a cup of tea. It's actually cold, but it's okay. I've got food delivery coming in about an hour. So, and I've got the two dogs. I took them both out for a walk about half an hour ago, 45 minutes ago. So they, they're okay. 
But it's hard work because one of them's really big and the other one's really little. And one is really friendly for other dogs, like Vinny loves other dogs. Logie, not so much. He's had some experiences, I think, in his youth, because he's an old man now, uh, with dogs. So when he when a dog comes running up towards him, if the dog's if the other dog's off the lead, then Logie goes into attack mode. It's defense mode, but unfortunately it doesn't end it doesn't go so well. So I'm going to have to try and uh, find a way to get him a, a really, really strong muzzle. Because I did buy a muzzle for him, for my friend to use, but I don't know where it is. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to try and do that. So it's, it's kind of weird. It's part of me, you know, I've put, I put the feelers out to see if anybody would like to take him in. Uh, my friend actually had two dogs and within like a couple of hours one of the neighbours took in the other dog but I think it, the other dog was a bit more appealing because she was young she was only like a year old or something and she was uh, very very uh, friendly towards everybody including dogs just loves everyone very jumping up at people so needs a bit of training but my friend rescued her because my friend downstairs, he rescued her probably about two months, three months ago because she was being kept in a cage, he said. And she wasn't house trained or anything. So he he kind of, um, it was, there was an, it wasn't really anyone's fault. It was just a situation where I think the person that was looking after the girl was unwell. So she couldn't really look after her. So it wasn't wasn't anyone's fault. So my my friend took her in, and it, Logie didn't like her. That's weird. Something really weird just moved the other side of the. I hope the mice aren't back. Blind me. Mind you, Vinny will have a love. He'll have a lovely time if there's mice here. Something just crinkled. I got a massive bag of food at the other side of the room and it's for the big dog because he just <laughs> eats so much. It inhales. The amount of food I give to on to Vinny, I'm getting my love all these different names. Andre, Vinny, L, Logie. L was my friend's for, um, ferret, which was uh, Andre's uncle. Anyway. These are names that you may not recognise, so I won't go into details. So I've got this big bag of food. And it's quite cool because I went over to the pet shop, uh, I think two days ago. Or Friday, Saturday, Monday actually, because it was, well, yeah, it's two days ago, isn't it? Monday. Or it might have been Saturday. Monday, it was, it was a day anyway. I think it was Saturday actually, thinking about it. And I, because they came over and said, we need some, have you got any food for her? They didn't have any food for her. So I said, well, okay, take some food here and I'll go and get some food tomorrow and I'll, I'll cover the food for the week because they weren't prepared for a dog. They didn't know they were going to have to feed a dog. 
So I said, I'll, I'll get a bag of food to last a week for her. And then, then it's up to you what you do. You have to sort of sort it out yourself. So I go to the pet shop and I'm looking at these bags of food and they're like 50 quid each. Like the big bags. Some of them are 37 pound, 45 pound, you know, big, big, proper, I don't know how much they weigh, but, you know, you you, you really need a car to, to get them where you're going. You know, if, you, if you're any, going any kind of distance. So I go into the pet shop. It's a pet food shop. And I said, I explained the situation and they were really upset because they knew it, knew my friend because he's been going in there for longer than I have, in fact, like probably 10 years or so to get food, first of all for his ferret and then for Logie, who he's had for about eight years, seven or eight years. And I said, I need to get some food. I got a couple of bowls, food bowls mm. for, for the other dog, one for him here big bowls because the little dessert bowls or the, the breakfast bowls that I use it just inst it just disappears it almost just instantly disappears because it's just not enough doesn't hold enough and I was using one of those for water and I was I was emptying or filling emptying I was filling the water bowl probably seven times a day now I've got this huge water bowl and I only have to fill it maybe twice or three times a day so it's it's amazing how much he drinks. Anyway, so I go into the uh, pet shop, the pet food shop, and I explain the situation. And she said, uh, how much do you want to pay? And straight away, I'm thinking that I didn't realize what she was saying to me. But I've heard that before when I've gone into a shop, said, how much do you want to pay? It's usually someone trying to rip you off. But she wasn't. It was the opposite to that. She basically gave me 50% discount on the food. So I got two bags for the price. And she gave me two bags. So I needed one for Logie, one for Kelly, who was the other dog. And not only that, she delivered it herself in her car after work. And they don't deliver. Uh, they, I think they use the post office or some kind of postal service to deliver food. I was like, wow, she went so out of her way. It's amazing. Um, you might hear background sounds because i got all the windows open and there's people in the garden over this, uh, the other side of the fence. But you might think, well, it's November, end of November. It's five degrees outside. Why would you have the windows open? Mr. Farty Pants over there. Honestly, you know, he farts and they're really bad farts. Last night I was in the bed and I was choking. Because they both sleep on the bed with me. And the air, it's almost like his bum hole was sucking the air out of the room. And I had to open the windows. This is like in the middle of the night. So it's probably minus degrees out there. Um, probably minus, 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 whatever. So I had to have the window open just to get some air into the room. And this is with the door open and everything. You know, I don't close the door. But I just... Not never close the door. I mean, sometimes I do close the door. 
because that's what they're for, isn't it? It's like I never look out of a window. Well, sometimes I do look out of the window. That's why they have glass, so you can see through them. But I also need neck curtains because I've taken the neck curtains out, down. Um, based, and that was Vinny. Vinny just fired then. He's copying Logie. And he acts like nothing happened. He just, and he, Lo, Vinny hardly ever did a loud fart. Now he seems to be doing them all the time. And what, it, what is it with dogs where if you're on a settee or on your bed, they always have to face with their bum facing to you. It's, why? But anyway. Can you hear that in the garden? Vinny, shush. Shush. It's a weird place here. By the way, if this is not very sleepy because you've got dogs barking, then I understand. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, it's, it's quite early in the thing, so hopefully that... Yeah, it's not ideal. But he barks at the slightest things. I don't know what they're doing over there. Some people just like to make noise, don't they? It's just, you know, I'm talking very quietly, by the way. Don't want them to hear me. <laughs> so, um... What was, oh, yeah, so I went into the shop and they gave me two big bags of food. Half price. And delivered it for free. And she, she said, well, you know, you're both regular customers and... She lived on the estate. She lives on the estate that I live. Not right where I am, but like around the area. So it wasn't that you know, out of her way to do it. But it was still really, really lovely of her to do that. Um, she nearly made it onto my Christmas list. <laughs> so what else? Yeah, that was it. That was really the, the food thing. So I'm just thinking that I just got some food out of the bag and put it onto the floor for Logie and maybe some of the bag, the, the food was like moving around in the bag either that or there might be a mouse in that bag because it is a, an open bag of food which isn't ideal hmm I actually found a dead mouse or more of a skeleton of a mouse in the storage cupboard because Luke's dad said he was coming down I spoke to him on Friday I thought and I said you're welcome to stay here and he said thanks now he didn't end up staying here but I thought he was going to so I spent all Friday night cleaning this place up tidying it up all Saturday as well and then I spoke to him Saturday evening and he he wasn't going to be staying here so in that process I ended up cleaning the windows, getting rid of the neck curtains because they were, they were a different colour to what they were originally nine years ago. And the storage cupboard, I've been going through that, trying to sort of sort, sort that out. And I had this plastic container, big, big old storage box, but didn't have a lid on. 
and there was stuff in there so I bought it out and I was going to just like go through it and I found this little mouse that would probably be in there for years maybe so I haven't actually seen any mice around here for a long time but we used to just used to be overrun with them I've ne luckily I've never been it's always only been like one and I'll catch it and then that's kind of it but downstairs and some of the other flats they really had it bad the thing is with uh, Vinny because he's a Jack Russell and no mouse really wants to be coming in here because he'll have it that's his that's what <laughs> that's his thing isn't it that's that's what they kind of were bred for in a way so why do people make so much noise do you ever wonder that Vinny, shush, mate. Shush. Uh, do you want me to take back to the vets? He's never been to the vets. I don't know why I said that. It's just... Um, yeah, so basically... Uh, yeah, friendships got me wondering. Just thinking... I'm going to close these windows because... Or shall I put him into the bedroom? But if I put him into the bedroom, he'll start howling. Especially if Logie's out here and he's in the bedroom. He won't like it. But, yeah, I think there's someone over there and they've got a dog. So, it's... If Vinny hears the dog. Because we've got, got really good hearing, haven't they? Which makes you think, well, we don't never have to shout at a dog. Because if their hearing's that good, surely we should be able to just whisper to them. Stop, stop. But whispering doesn't seem to do the trick all the time. Sometimes I really have to be quite firm with him and he listens when I'm firm. But I do wonder, because now he's in a position where he's got the dog, the other dog, that generally is the alpha male between the two of them. And, but Finney has thought that he's the alpha male over me. Now he sees that I'm the alpha male over Logie. Because Logie does listen to me. And he does what he's told. That's confused Vinny, I think. He's like, well, why, why, you're the, you're the boss of me, yet he's bossing you and I'm the boss of him. It, this doesn't make sense. So I think they're they're both a little bit confused. Logie's been pining, of course. Finney's been pining as well. Uh, it was weird because when Logie went missing earlier in the year, a few months ago, he was gone for about three weeks, I think. And Logie, for the first week, pined for him. He was sitting at the front door, wouldn't come in, wouldn't sit on the bed, wouldn't come anywhere near me. And he was just really, wouldn't eat. It was a proper pining for him. And then, because he used to see him so regularly. And then they got that other, they got that other dog. And Vinny couldn't be in the same room as both the other dogs. Because they would fight. Anytime the other dog, the new one. There's too many dogs in this story, isn't there? Anytime the new dog came over to Vinny, Logie would... Uh, warn her off like push her out of the way or growl or you know they'd end up fighting so he's very protective over Vinny uh, 
But the girl, all she wanted to do was play. But she's quite rough because she's big, doesn't know how big she is. And she's basically just like the way Logie was seven years ago. But I'm still not sure if I can really leave these two together for any length of time. Because Vinny's been really playing up the last few days. Pushing his luck a little bit. You know, really pushing the boundaries with me. And he's even been growling at Logie. Like having a go at him. Which he never used to do. You know, always used to let Logie be the boss. But then I'm thinking maybe it's because this is his home. This is Lo this is Vinny's home. This is his territory. Logie's infringing upon his territory for what well, he's been here for was it Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, this or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, when they're five days now. He's been living here. And I think Vinny's a little bit it doesn't really know what to make of it. And he, he's getting jealous every time Logie comes and tries to cuddle up to me or show me affection. Because he's a very affectionate dog. Vinny doesn't like it. Sometimes he growls. Sometimes he tries to get in between us. And he started doing things that he never used to do before. Vinny, this is. For example, he started to cuddle up to me. Like, and like lean on my, on my waist and, did I say waist, belly? <laughs> so let's not call it a waist, belly, my big fat belly, my big fat smelly belly. And Vinny will like cuddle up to me now because he's seeing Logie do that. Another thing, another thing is when we're in bed, Logie's generally kind of, he takes up a half of the bed anyway himself especially when he spreads out takes up more than half so I'm kind of stuck against the wall a bit on one pillow because it's a double bed he's on the other side which goes probably from my my waist downwards my chest downwards or whatever um, on the other side and Vinny has taken to sleeping on the pillow, the other pillow. He loves it on the pillow. It's, it's just super comfortable and it's just the right size for him. And what's weird is I never let him on the pillow before. Like, no, keep away from the pillow. I didn't want him rubbing his bum on the pillow, basically. But now I don't get a chance to lay on the other pillow. I'm now on just one pillow. How many more times do you think I can say the word pillow before you all notice that I've said pillow too many times? Pillow, 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 pillow. It's rice. Isn't that a rice? Pillow, pillow, rice. So that's the state of affairs with them two. Their friendship. See, I'm sticking to a subject. Friendship. I don't know why she why is she shouting? Maybe it's a cat. Maybe it's a, it's got to be a cat. Can't be a dog because a dog would just come by now, wouldn't it? It's got to be a cat. There's a lot of cats around here. A lot of cats. I'm talking a lot of cats. 
There's a lot of dogs, but there's a lot of cats. Huge. It's got about a thousand cats. Got to be at least just in the garden. I'm not. What do you mean exaggeration? I'm, I'm not exaggerating. Ten thousand, even at least, maybe. <laughs> there's a few. There are a few. And I, yeah. So thinking about friendships, I haven't got many friends really that I have regular contact with. There's people that I know that I see in the street, or maybe I see every now and then, and I like talk to them. But most of my friends, friends, you know, other than like neighbours that I'll see you know, every now and then, is people that I don't really see anymore, but I do talk to them on the phone. And it's like three three people, pretty much. One, two, three. Yeah, that's it. And it's weird because... I've lost, you know, I've lost contact with people over the years. A lot of it is because of me moving away and uh, not being. I'm not. I've not not always been great at keeping in contact with people. I managed to do it with a couple, but generally, these days I just see people when I see them. If it's a neighbour, someone that lives close by, we know what a neighbour is. Okay, fair enough. It's, you know, so my friends, very, very tiny list now. And just thinking about people from the past that I used to be really, really good friends with. Again, it's a very small number. I mean, if we go back to school, there was, I had friends at school people I got on really well with, kids that, you know, I really, really liked a lot. But not that many that I would spend time with out of school. I mean, I used to think of school really as... kind of, I guess, like an open prison, really. You know, I'd go there and, you know, it's like the... And then when I got released, I could go out into the community... Uh, during the day, like, you know, but instead of that, it'd be opposite at night time. So open prison would let me out at four o'clock in the afternoon and I have to return back at 8.30 the next day. So that's what it kind of felt like. So I didn't necessarily want to spend time with the people that I was in prison with, if that makes sense. You know, it's just, I remember I still had that, attitude when I was working when I had a job in a call centre and someone was working with me they'd, they were quite new and they'd been sitting next to me for about three months or two months, three months or whatever so you know every shift I was with them for five days a week for however, you know so it's quite eight hours a day so it's a long period of time and he said to me, oh, do you want to go for a drink? I said no and he said, why? I said, well, 
I see you all day. I don't want to see you outside of work as well. He laughed, thinking I was joking. Now, I wasn't joking. I meant it. Like, why would I want to... I'm literally sitting next to you. It's a bit different if you was in a different department and, you know, uh, maybe we're friends and, yeah, let's go for a drink once a month or... But you're literally sitting next to me. You're almost... We're practically living together. You know, in fact, if we were living together, we'd see each other less than we are now. Because we'd both be out of work all day. And even if we was, let's say we was married or whatever, and we lived together, those eight hours in bed asleep or whatever, you, you, you're with them, but you're not with them. You're unconscious. You're not, you know. Unless, of course, you're not. So... He wore me down in the end, and then I ended up going for a drink, and we did become good friends. But it's like, no, but I see you all the time, man. Why on earth would I want to leave this place? You know, I'm sitting next to you. Why would I want to go somewhere where I'm then sitting with you at another table, just in a different uh, building? What possible reason could there be? Uh, but, you know, in the end, I kind of, I came around to the idea that maybe we can have friends. So going back to when I was at school, Dean, Dean was my best friend from the age of about nine to 15. Although we did, we did go our separate ways, you know, pretty much the last, the final year of school, we, we didn't get on so well. I'm not quite sure. Um, might be because we had a fight, like a physical fist fight, and that that didn't really. It 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 didn't increase our love for each other. Put it this way, you know, it it really, I think it put a little bit of a dampener on it, and maybe he he believed that he 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 could get the upper hand over me or whatever. And it, to be fair, I, I kept saying, I don't want to fight you, you're my friend, all that stuff, you know. And he just, I think it's one of those things, you know, when you, kids go through puberty and they're, they're turning 15, 16, he was older than me, so he's probably 16 at the time. And like, just want to test themselves and want to be men or whatever, just want to be tough. And for some reason, he decided he wanted to do that with me. Yeah. <laughs> Bless him. But after that, we'd never really kind of got back our friendship. And we was friends for a long time. You know, nine to... I mean, you think about it, from nine to 15, so what's that? 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. That's over three years. So he... And also he lived in uh what's it a children's home the same as i used to so i'd moved from a children's home when i was just before i was seven and i met him a couple of years later and he was still living in a children's home and then he moved out and the owner of the children's home actually adopted him 
because the, the, the children's home got um, shut down. It was, uh, I think it was a Bernardo's. Is it Dr. Bernardo's or something? And it was in the town that I moved to. So, you know, we were really close. I used to see him all the time. I used to go out in the evenings. I used to go to sea cadets together. I used to... Um, he used to hang out at my house. I never hung out at his house. I don't think I ever even saw his bedroom. His dad didn't like me for some reason. Um, I, was, I wasn't liked by a lot of parents, to be honest. I don't know what it was. I think I might have just been really annoying. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to know, isn't it? When you, I wasn't probably that aware of um, how I was being perceived when I was a little kid. Or maybe I was, I just didn't care. But... The only, the only parent, the only, I've only, or three actually, when I was living where my nan and granddad lived before they moved in, so up to the age of eight and a half or whatever, so I was there for about a year, my best friend was called Ian, and I also had another friend called, called... Oh, wow, I've forgotten his name now. But both of their parents uh, were really nice to me. And Ian, Ian, who was around the corner, they're both in the same road as me. Because you know, that's, that's how it was, isn't it? When you're a little kid, you, your friends are people in your road. I mean, travelling is literally walking around the corner. So Ian's dad used to take us out hiking or you know for long walks in the, the countryside and stuff he was cool he was a really lovely bloke and they used, to, they used to stay for dinner and stuff around his house my other friend he was i looked out for him because he i think he only had one kidney so he was quite poorly kid so i did look out for him um i was friends with him but it was equal you know i wasn't but he I just wanted to make sure he was okay. And he did He did get bullied by this kid and I sorted it out so that it didn't happen again. Because you know, I think he had a bag or, you know, like a, a thingy. And they were making fun, this, this kid was making fun of him for it. And just, it's, I've never, never really been into that stuff, never liked that, that kind of behavior. So even as a little kid, I didn't want putting up with it. Because one of the things I had, because I never really got bullied, partly is because I didn't put up with it. Someone, a kid did try and bully me once, and I sorted that out as well. But this is, that was when I was about 13. The thing is, I didn't have any fear about ch children. Other children didn't, didn't intimidate me one bit. Uh, adults, on the other hand, I wasn't so cool with adults, but children, I wasn't bothered. I kind of had an unrealistic sense of um, toughness, I think, back then. Um, but then, 
I just heard farting again. It sounded like it came from outside. Maybe it's the woman out there. That's a proper loud fart. I mean, to reach my window from all the way over there. Wow. I want to, I want to meet her. I think I've fallen in love. Anyway, um... God, shut just It's a bloody cat. If it's not coming in, just leave it. It'll come in when it wants to come in. Unless it's a tortoise. And it's actually coming and it's just waiting. Come on, Angel, come on. God, she's annoying me now. Repeating the same thing over and over again. Unless, of course, she is actually asking for an angel. Around here, I wouldn't be surprised. It's a bit of a, a, bit of a strange place. Uh... So yeah, I remember I was at this place, this um, the caravan site. God, shut up about that bloody angel! Oh, sorry, sorry, it's gonna wind me up in a minute. Why do you keep repeating? Look, what's the point calling a cat a name if they don't respond to the name? Might just, just come on, come on. What's the point in giving it a name? If it doesn't respond, then it obviously it doesn't know its name, does it? You know what I mean? Maybe she's up a tree. Because cats can get up trees and then get stuck, can't they? Because that's that's kind of like one of the, the smaller jobs for Superman, isn't it? Like rescuing cats and trees. That's when he's not busy. So yeah, um, yeah, this kid. Because like, the thing is, when I left, when I was living, I lived in Newcastle on a council estate when I was really little, and then I went into uh, care, living in children's homes. So I was a bit, I think, let's say, rough around the edges. Is is a kind of a description and you don't you don't you can't be scared of other kids when you're in that environment it's almost like well I can't I wasn't I had two older brothers and I, kids didn't intimidate me just didn't it, it changed a little bit as I got older when everyone was going through puberty and I wasn't well, I was, but I was very... Everything I do is slow. I talk slow. The pews grew slowly. You know, just, just generally. It's everything's... Was moving. I'm not I'm not a quick... I don't go quickly, generally. I can move quickly when I have to, but... You know? If I need to get to the toilet and stuff. So... I was on this holiday and it was, this is when I was probably about nine, ten, nine, something like that. And this, and I was playing on the swings at this holiday camp. We were in a caravan, we like a, a mobile caravan. So we just stopped. We had a tent and stuff. And we stopped there for a couple of nights and holiday camp. And we just, so I was just playing on the swings on my own. They were inside doing whatever they were doing, the family. 
And this kid came up and he was, oh, probably about at least 15, 16. Like he was, he wasn't like an adult adult, but he was, you know, an adult kid kind of. And he started having a go at me and I just told him where to go. So he pulled a knife out. He wasn't near me. He was, you know, he was, wasn't right close to me. He pulled a knife out. And I just laughed at him and picked up a bottle off the floor. I just wasn't scared. I just wasn't even in the slightest bit scared. Now, what he didn't realise is I had a plastic bottle. I couldn't have... It would have just bounced off of him. It wouldn't have hurt him at all. But I didn't even... I just picked the thing off off the floor, the first thing I could find. And he backed off and left me. And I didn't even give it a second thought. Just, just, it's weird. If that happened now, I'd have to come back and start writing poems and trying to give myself self-therapy. Like, you know, to try and recover. <laughs> and over the years, I turned into a proper wimp. Over the years, you know, from... The age of seven, when I was a tough little thing, and then by the time I got to like 11, 12, 13, I was just proper softy, really. And yeah, it always kind of just went from there. I'm, I'm just a softy, not just soft to the touch, as it were. It's weird. I'm kind of glad because I could have, I'm pretty sure that I had a different scenario and it had life gone a different way, you know. I, I would have gone a different way, but luckily um, things have kind of gone all right. But maybe not, I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, Friendship. So I had those two friends when I was little. I had friends when I was little, little. Um, but the thing is, when I was in the kids' home, we, I mean, the boys and the girls slept separately. But I lived in dormitories, so it's you know, I don't know how many in one room. Lots of kids. So they're not your friends. They basically they're your family. You know, they are, they are, they're your brothers and sisters, really. It's no longer like friends. Um, I had both my brothers with me, but they were different ages. So they, they were automatically spending time with kids of other ages, which makes sense, you know. But ultimately, we're all still a family. Because that's all it is, isn't it? So I was there with people of all different nationalities and I had a girlfriend a little, a little black girl that was I, I kind of thought of her as my girlfriend and she used to let me comb her hair and I don't even remember her name well it's, it's a long time ago but she's uh, I liked her a lot but she was kind of my girlfriend but I guess my sister as well you know which uh I was in South End, so that wasn't too weird for, <laughs> for there. Um, 
but yeah so friends i then when i moved because when we moved out of the the house that my nan and grand had moved into and this was probably six months after my little brother was born so he was born in august 1978 the day before my eighth birthday and we moved the next summer or or yeah I think we, we moved the next so probably nearly well not a year but probably nine ten months later we moved to a different house of I guess I did, did I have to say a different house the one people say I moved they normally say to a different house, do they? It's kind of almost implicit within the sentence. I don't know if that's the correct way of terminology. So yeah, we, we moved. I lost my friends because I ended up going to a different school. So it was the third junior school I went to in that little town in a matter of a couple of years. Well, less, yeah, a year and a half or whatever. So that was because we went to a different school, which was just near where we were living when we first moved to that town. So it was the summer before my seventh birthday. And I was on the end of August, my birthday, and we moved there in probably the summer holidays, I guess. So July time. And... In the September, I went to this school called Langer, it was called. And then, I don't know, so that I would have been seven. Maybe I was there for a whole term. I don't think I was. For a whole year, I think I was only there for maybe a term or two. And then we moved because... The house was basically, uh, it needed demolishing, apparently. So we we moved out. The, it was my stepmom's mum's house. And I think she'd lived there for a long time. So she got given a council flat. And my dad and my stepmom and us three kids went and lived in a count, a new new build council house which had th technically three bedrooms i mean one was really a box room but i've no idea what i was talking about then and then he started barking for no apparent reason so i've just gone look to see if there's anyone at the door there wasn't now Logie's up, so hopefully, I don't know, it's annoying. Slightly, slightly annoying. So, yeah, so we moved into this house. So that's it. I've talked about this before, but um, back to the friends thing. So I had friends at school, at the first school I went to in the new town when I was seven. I don't remember any of them. 
I'm, I must have kind of seen some of them outside of school. I don't know. But I don't remember any of them. I remember that summer before going to school because my dad was teaching me and my brothers how to ride a bike. I think my oldest brother already knew, but me and my second oldest brother didn't. We had never had bikes before. So I was, that was like just before I was seven and my other brother was getting on to nine. So this was, this was our first bikes. So my dad was teaching us how to, how to ride a bike. And it was, I didn't even know my own birthday until... I remember, you know, most kids like know when they're born, don't they? Not when they're born. Like, oh, this is wonderful. I've been looking forward to this for years. Mmm. Not, not, I mean, like, yeah, the actual moment that they're born. But I never knew my date of birth. I didn't know how old I was. So when I was seven, I didn't know I was seven. I didn't, you know, that was the first birthday really... I did know when I was seven because we celebrated it. But I don't recall ever celebrating a birthday previous to that. And I, There was one when I was in Newcastle, in a children's home in Newcastle, there was this... I remember coming downstairs. I'm guessing it was a Saturday because there was no school unless it was during the summer holidays. I guess it would... Yeah, I've always had my... Mm. I've always had my birthday on a summer holiday, always, my whole life, like school-wise. So, yeah, so it might not have been a Saturday. But I came downstairs and my memory is we had this breakfast place in a conservatory. The, the Newcastle Children's Home was way better than the South End one. It was just a nicer place. Loads of fields around. I mean, not necessarily a nicer place to live, but just a nicer building, you know. And the, the I'm sure it was like a big conservatory and with a glass ceiling, and you could have breakfast in there. And that was, I remember walking in there, and the children's homes quite often had, they were run by nuns. But they also had like civilians, civilians, non-nuns working there, like care workers, care assistants, whatever. I don't know what they were called back then. And one of the ladies said to me, oh, I came, I came downstairs. I might have overslept. I don't know. And there was no one else around. So I don't know if everyone had like come down, had their breakfast and then gone out playing which is what we generally did. And this is the, the year, I think, when we had the the plague of, uh, uh, what are they called? Um, not butterflies, not caterpillars, not immigrants, no. <laughs> I don't like the word plague, actually, because it's used in such a derogatory term these days. But um, it was, they called it a plague of um, ladybirds or ladybugs, I think you might call them. Billions upon billions of them. Now, I look on the internet and it was a huge deal back then. 
and a lot of people didn't like it and they were eating the crops and all that stuff. I loved it because it's basically, for me, it was like um, having a plague of ice cream. I loved ice cream. And there's only thing I like more than one ice cream, that was two. A million ice creams, even better. So, you know, that was, I love ladybirds. Always have done, always will do. Never scared of them. People always say, oh, they, but they bite, but they bite. Never been bitten by a ladybird. They're beautiful things. They're just so beautiful. They're just perfect little things. So, you know, I've, I've been completely covered in them. Like complete, because they used to just cover you. Like there's so many of them. And I, I wasn't never bothered. I thought it was funny. It was very similar to going to Trafalgar Square in the old days and getting covered in pigeons. They'd like, you know, you'd have like 40 pigeons on you and people would take pictures. It was a thing until someone decided to get rid of the pigeons. I mean, there was a, yeah, it was a, a, it was, it was a tourist thing. People would come from all over the world in plagues, of course, <laughs> but they come from all over the world and they take pictures of, the, of their loved ones or whatever covered in pigeons. And it was, oh, it was fun, but someone decided it wasn't fun for whatever reason a few years back. And I don't think they're really, I mean, you can't stop pigeons altogether because they will still come. I mean, you can't cover the whole of the, whole of the, <laughs> the sky with a net because that'd be weird. So I... Yeah, so I came down one day into the, the breakfast room to have my breakfast, probably breakfast cereal or something, I don't know. And a lady said, oh, happy birthday. I said, what? Well, I didn't know what that was. She said, it's your birthday. I said, is it? She said, yeah. I said, oh, okay. It, it had no meaning to me. It was meaningless to me. Hadn't really ever celebrated it, didn't mean anything. I mean, I was probably five, probably five at the time. And he said, oh, your mum has been here. Really? Yeah. And she'd left me a present. I don't know if it was wrapped or not. I don't, I can't remember. But it was a box of Maltesers. But she didn't stick around to say Hello. So I guess she was busy, but um, it's weird. It's just really strange. I didn't know, I didn't know, you know, even when I was six and, you know, sort of getting on to seven when I moved in with my dad, I didn't know. They used to say, when's your birthday? I said, I don't know. How old are you? How old are you? I don't know. I think I'm nine. Well, I might be 30. I don't want one of them. I didn't know where my birthday was. Um, Christmas is another thing I didn't really... I mean, we did celebrate Christmas at the children's home because Catholic nuns, they were going to do religious festivals and that. They definitely did celebrate those things. So there was a Christmas tree. I remember because... Um, yeah, there was a Christmas tree there. And it was... 
some toys. I think the the community used to um, donate toys and stuff to the children's home, I think, if I remember correctly. But then from then on, from the ages of seven onwards, I was living with my dad and his new wife. And back to friendship. Mm. I... When I went to the second junior school, which was Corston, and that was when I was living in the, the house where my nan and granddad ended up moving into, you know, the new the new build council house. So I had friends there. Uh, so definitely, like I said, Ian and um, whatever. And so I had lots of friends, and I had a girlfriend as well. I can't remember her name, but she, she was my. I had a first kiss with her, under the table. And it was weird because I had a date, like a proper date, the first proper date of my life, and I've had about three since. And I remember my dad. My dad woke me up. It was a Saturday morning. My dad woke me up because he knew that I had to be somewhere, you know. And even to this day, I remember grabbing him and giving him the biggest hug. I was just, I just loved him so much in that moment. I was, I was just excited, so excited that I was going to be going on a date with a girl from school. And just full of happiness, really. So it's quite amazing. And I was, I was still seven at that point. I would say, because I was living in the small room that my little brother took over. Um, unless I turned eight and my little brother was a baby in the other room, it, but it's around that time anyway. So, stop all that noise. And it was a proper date. I mean, we didn't go to a restaurant. There's no hotels involved, but I... I'm not sure if she came to my house, if her parents dropped her off, or if I went to her house. I think my dad might have driven me to her house, which wasn't far away. And then we went to the cinema. So we went to the cinema, watched... I don't remember what we watched, but it was a matinee, so there's two movies on a Saturday morning at the local cinema. And that was a standard thing for years. And... I don't recall the actual movie we watched. And and that is what we did. We watched the movie because we were kids. That's, you know. And then I went back to her house and her family had dinner and they invited me to stay for dinner. So that's what I did. I had some chips and whatever else they had. And we played around in the garden together and that and... I don't remember how, what happened to that relationship. I'm still waiting for her to call me back. Um, I think she might have lost my number after, how many years is it? 45 years? Blimey. 43 years. It's, it's a quite a long time. I mean, she might, she might have moved on. So... 
she was a friend, but there was another girl I really had a thing for. And, but she was bad for me. She was bad news because she was naughty. But I liked her. Um, but she, this was a different school, I think. No, no, there was, that's it. So there, there was two naughty girls I met. One was at the first school, Langer, and she had a key to the tuck shop. She found a key to the tuck shop, which was where they had, they sold crisps um, or chips, you could call them in America, if you're in America, uh, and chocolate bars, cans of drink, cans of fizzy drink. So that stuff would be sold during the break time. Well, somehow she got the key and invited me to join in with an after-school snack. So me, her, and I think another boy or another girl went in there and we we went in there for every night or every every day after school for, I don't know, a few days at least until we got caught. And the I wasn't allowed to talk to her anymore after that. But you know what happened is they they didn't tell our parents, but they called the police to come in. Not didn't call the police on us, but um, and I think it might have been a Friday or whatever. The next day, the next school day, a policeman comes in, and basically we had to stand up and be humiliated in front of everyone for stealing. And the police told us that, you know, we'd go to prison if we did stuff like that as an adult and, or I don't know, whatever else. Now, I'm not so sure if they didn't tell the parents because I wasn't allowed to see her anymore. But my dad didn't mention it. But then we'd only just moved there. So maybe he just thought, oh, we'll just give this a, we'll just give this one a miss, considering he's only been living here for a few months. Maybe, I don't know. And then I think I was in the third, third junior school, Colney's it was, Colney's. I was actually on a Rolf Harris show with that school. And I met this girl on the beach and I think it was with my brothers it was in the summer and I just said hello she said hello and I thought oh, I like her I'm not sure if I said oh, I like you uh, I might have done I'm not sure but then I then she was gone and then I had to leave because we had to go home and I kept looking back and she was looking at me and I was waving and she was waving at me and it was very sad. I wasn't happy with that. The weird thing about it is that was during the summer. We went back to school the next week and who was there? Her. Playing on the playfield. Like on the on playground. So she'd joined the school. <sighs> right. Just had another interruption. But it was a good interruption. It was uh, Luke's dad, my friend's dad. Um, so, so I've just been talking on the phone for about half an hour, an hour or something. 
What time did I start this? It was about 11 o'clock. It's now three. Blimey. Had a lot of distractions. But just thinking about friendships that I've had over the years. There was Dean at school. And all the way through high school, he was my friend. I had other friends. Neil. Uh, I had other friends. And Neil was my friend after school as well. Like when I left school. Dean... We kind of didn't really have much of a friendship after the last year of school. That was it. Just didn't really see him. Saw him a couple of times, but we really sort of went our separate ways. And he really had his head screwed on. You know, he really knew what he wanted to do. He wanted to be a chef. He wanted to, I guess, probably maybe own his own restaurant or something at one point uh, in the future. But And he did all those things. He became a chef and... Uh, he's successful and it's brilliant he's got family, kids as far as I know uh, I go on Facebook every now and then just to have a little sneak preview and see if he's alright and so I was friends, I kept friends with Neil and Neil's parents were the only ones that liked me or put up with me, tolerated me and I was a little bit of trouble back you know, when I was a kid sometimes but they were lovely. They were really, really, really cool. So I had a lot of time for them. And uh, even saw them as I was an adult. I, I visited in 1996. And his mum was there. And he was, I think he was travelling. His dad wasn't there. But she remembered me. Even though I hadn't seen her for like 10 years. Or 8 years or something. She remembered me and we just had a cup of tea. And just talking about the past. It was lovely. And really, when I moved, I had a couple of other friends along the way, but I used to meet people and get on with them, work with them, and you know, get on. And then I just move on, move to a different job, have new friends. So I never really got too attached. Possibly it's because I moved around a lot as a kid. I got used to making new friends. It just was a natural, natural thing. And I didn't get too attached to any one person or any one place. And then I moved to London in 1991. And I, I made some new friends there as well. But then I made a couple of good friends in the like the early 90s uh, one of them was Andre my Irish friend who I named Andre after you know my ferret and he was pretty much the closest friend I mean I was I became much really good friends with Kevin afterwards but Andre was the one I was most friends with at that time and I ended up living with Kevin twice I think and I did live with Andre once as well and I worked with both of them but I worked with Andre he was my supervisor the other one Kevin he worked in a different department so I I went to Ireland to go and live with Andre's parents he was living there as well they didn't adopt me and we just, you know, I was very close to him. I had a very close friendship with him. And he opened up 
to me and you know a very close relationship but then I, I moved away from Ireland because uh, I heard his mum on the phone talking to his sister who lived in England and she was saying uh, talking about me saying I think he thinks he's going to stay here forever and that was a little trigger for me and I thought well okay fair enough and I moved out the next day I moved back to England I just wasn't I didn't want to be a burden and I really didn't want people thinking that way about me beyond my back you know that I was in the way and I thought I wasn't I didn't want to stay there forever I wasn't in a hurry though to be honest with you uh, me and Andre were looking for somewhere to live to get a flat together or a house together or something but I did need to get a job and so I just went back and lived where I'd lived before in London and so that was it kind of lost contact with Andre uh, kept contact with Kevin he went to live in Ireland a few months later and then he came back again and we were friends we lived together lived together in the what, 96, 97 time, when I was a security guard. So I got to know him quite well, I guess, and that was it. I, I did get really on really well with my cousins, a couple of my cousins, a, a girl and a boy, and I was pretty much like brothers and sisters to me, really. I got on really well with them for a few years that I was living in a certain a house that I lived in and because it was with my cousin, my distant cousin, she was she was my landlady. And then so friends wise other than Kevin, I didn't really have any other friends um that I was particularly close to. I had, I had my friend Duncan, I forgot about him. I met him in 1989 and we stayed friends all the way up to about 2014 and was it 89, 99, 2009 so a good 50, 25 years and we fell out over something pretty silly really but um, on the phone as well but then we never spoke again after that so that was that was weird. Or was it 2015? Two, no, 2014. So uh, he was pretty much, you know, I classed him as my best friend for a long, long time. And then it was in a, there's someone that I met in 2006, and I dated her for a little while, and then we we just split up because we were better as friends. It's, just, it's almost like a a sister I never wanted and we argue and stuff but we get on really well you know we're pr really pretty close I speak to her on the phone and that uh, who else there was my friend Noel who I've known him since 1991 and he, he used to run the comedy club one of the comedy clubs in London then he stopped whining and so I'd known him for years and then he, he offered me to help out at the comedy club and this was just after a really big event had happened in my life, personal event uh, 
and he just wanted to help me. So, and it wasn't like a like a paid position really. It was just uh, an opportunity to get out of the house and to be part of something that I loved. And in that process, you know, he's become someone that is he helped me so much over the years and I wouldn't be where I am without him I wouldn't have got into hypnosis I wouldn't have even had the um, self-belief to be able to do some of the stuff that I've done without him he helped with that this dog is driving me crazy what do you want? You literally only went out a couple of hours ago. You need to go in the garden. I've got to take them up both out in the garden. Uh, oh, Logie understands the word garden. Stop banging the table, please. Please, stop it. Go over there. I, can't, I want both of them gone. Is, is that bad? Just, can you both run away together? Like in a Disney movie. Just time to get away, but it's still, still, still there. Now Logie's being noisy. And Vinny refused to move. He kept coming back into, under the table. I was trying to push him away, but no, he wouldn't do it. Why are you, why are you groaning for, Logie? Uh, stop banging the table. He's so big. He literally can walk through walls. I think there's an old movie called Carry On Screaming. It's a carry-on movie. And there's this odd bod character and it's like a monster that's been made out of the finger of another one and he just can't use doors he just walks through walls and there's the outline of his body as he's walked through it well that's that's Vinny no, that's Logie rather and last night or the night before he ran in and this has been this one of the next door neighbors has got this washing line thing that stands up and it opens up yeah proper fixed into the um the ground cemented in and it's been there for years well two nights ago logie ran into it and snapped it in half really it's like how did you do that all these years of running around it and you just didn't see it and he's been out there in the dark hundreds of times and he ran away yesterday he ran out of here now he's eating food. He can't even do that quietly. Blimey. So noisy. <laughs> Other friends. So I've had lots of friends over the years, I guess, that I've met at work. But then I've found that if you've got a friendship that's based on where you work, I found that a lot of the time I'd talk about work when I was with them. And then when I left, there was nothing in common anymore. And even if I kept in contact with them, you know, for a little while, it would fizzle out. I found that pretty much happens with everyone. Pretty much. Um, I've kept in contact with Noel. He's now retired, travels the world. He, the club's shut down and everything, so that's, that's all done. I've got another friend that I met at the Buddhist Centre that I keep in contact with and someone I met at college that I keep in contact with. 
I'm talking college back when I did a massage course in 2003. I have no contact with anyone I did the degree course with. And yeah, it's weird. So I haven't got really many friends. But I've had, even when I was at Butlins, I made quite a few friends when I was there. It, you know, just, it was weird. I kind of got on quite well with most people. And that was a very um, tight-knit situation. You're sharing rooms with people and you're living with them and working with them. And there's different departments and they kind of stick to themselves. So the cleaners have their own group. The, you know, the, um, the people who work in the kitchens have their own group. The people who work in the bar has their own group. And I kind of mingled with everybody. I didn't really just stick with one group. And not, not that I was a social butterfly at all. I just got on quite well with people generally. I mean, there was one time there was um, this is bloke. He had a cap on, like a baseball cap, and we got talking, and we were both a little bit drunk, I would say. And we didn't realise that loads of people around thought that we were about to have a punch up, and people kept coming up and saying, "Are you okay?" Is is like, "Yeah, go away." And we were having such an intense conversation. I don't know what it was about. I'm sure I knew what it was about at the time because I was talking. So I guess I must have been aware of what the conversation was about. But we just hit it off. It was such a... And we were just standing there for probably an hour or two just talking. And because of the way we were standing, they thought it was kind of aggressive or something. And it wasn't. I was just trying to just, just talking. Maybe it was a, a serious conversation. I don't know. That was very strange. It was. And uh, I think I saw him the next day and I had nothing to talk to him about. I didn't, it was almost like, you all right? Yeah, you? Yeah, see ya. Couldn't remember what the conversation was about the day before or the night before. It's very, very weird. What other friends? I've got a few friends around here, people that I know, neighbours that I see regularly. Oh, geez, I tell you that he's doing it now. Logie's got this food. It's much too big for Vinny, really. So what Vinny does is he waits. So Logie crunches it and little bits fall on the floor and Vinny eats the little bits. So he's, he's a bit like those... Is it the little fish that follow? Was it? Is it little birds that clean crocodiles' teeth and little fish that follow sharks and stuff like that? He's, he's like that. Uh, and then I give him, I give Andre his own food, which is wet food, and I give that to him in a bowl, and he eats that. I give him most of the packet, and then I leave some in the packet and give it to. Logie just to, to rip the back open and eat it and I make sure that Logie doesn't go near the bowl when Vinny's eating and when Vinny's eating most of it if he's like he's licking the bowl I say now take it away from him and say that's okay and I let I let Logie lick the bowl clean so they're kind of sharing but Vinny gets to eat his food because 
the other day I gave them both food at the same time and when I came back in from the kitchen Logie was eating the rest of Vinny's food and I thought no now Vinny's eating Logie's food the dry food and it's way too big for him but he's now he's crunching into it it just copies Logie so much and I quite like it because Vinny looks up to Logie he clearly does and before he met Logie he didn't even used to cock his leg when he went to the toilet he used to crouch down like a female dog he didn't used to you know when, when they brush their feet backwards like almost to cover up the wee or poo or whatever um, Vinny never used to do that but he saw Logie doing it and he started doing it. He does it in the wrong direction, but he still does it. It's the differences between him though. Like Vinny takes sometimes 10 minutes to find somewhere to do a poo. He'll walk up and down a bit of grass and he'll keep turning around. And then he'll walk further up, turn around a bit and like walk up further. Logie does it while he's walking. He just doesn't care. Just, just, <laughs> It's like it doesn't even notice it's happening. It's it's weird. They're very different, but I think Vinny has uh, looks up to Logie as as some, you know as an important person to him. I'm not sure how Logie sees Vinny. I don't really know. I mean, he doesn't see him as the average small dog because Logie doesn't like small dogs normally. But he, he took to Vinny straight away before I even met him. Before I even met Vinny, because uh, he was with a neighbour, Logie had already met him a few times. So they've always got on. And my friend used to tell me, oh, Logie's got a new friend. You wouldn't believe it. It's a little dog. And they, they get on. They like each other which I didn't kind of, couldn't really get my head around. And then one day, there was a knock at my door, I opened the door, and this little brown thing runs in, and then this big white thing, Logie, runs in afterwards, and then my friend says, he's laughing. I said, what the hell was that? He said, it's Logie. I said, no, no, the thing before him, I saw a little brown thing, or little red thing, running I don't know what the hell it was because it was going too quick it ran through my legs what was it he said it's a dog said, what so come in and that's Vinny running all around the place all excited and he said I need to find someone someone to take him in and stupidly I said oh I'll have him I don't know why I said that I should have given it a little bit of thought but I didn't um, and then that was it. By the end of the day, he was living here. This was a Saturday in December. And he was, that was it. He's been here since. So I guess, really, he's my best friend now, isn't he? Little Vinny. And maybe Logie as well, I don't know. I mean, he ran away last night. But he did come back about an hour later. I don't know where he went. I couldn't catch him. He just he just ran out the front door when I opened it because I took um, Vinny for a walk. And he barged past me. And then he stopped and I said, well, come inside then. And he did because I couldn't reach him because I know if I go to reach him, he'd run off. 
And he, he took a few steps towards the front door. And then Vinny jumped up at me, started barking. Because he was still on the lead. And I looked over and Logie was downstairs. It was just... So I opened the front door downstairs, put it on a, put a brick in front of it to keep the door open. I left my door unlocked like Luke used to. So he could just let himself in. He just pulls the lever down, lets himself in and just comes in. That's what he did. About an hour or so later, he just I heard the door go. Funny enough, he didn't let himself in. I he he put he pushed he pulled on the lever, but it didn't open, so I just opened the door and he just ran in and jumped on a settee as if nothing had happened. And I gave him a good talking to. Read him a read him a disappointment poem that I wrote. So uh, that was <laughs> that was it. So I've had a delivery of food and it's on the door. It's on the um, in front of the door, basically, on the porch. It's not really a porch, but. In front of my front door, so there's bags of uh, food. So I have to go and collect them. Last time I got a delivery, one of the bags was ripped open. So I think one of the neighbours might have, uh, or someone saw the delivery and helped themselves or something. Because they're usually sealed shut. So I've never had one that's been opened before. But I couldn't be bothered to look at the, the receipt, you know, to see what was missing. So, and it's nothing interesting anyway, because all I get is like milk and cereal and a few bits and bobs. None of it's going to be, none of it's going to change anyone's life, you know? No one's going to be, it's not like uh, I've just given them a genie or why would you give someone a genie? How could you give someone a genie? That doesn't even make sense, does it? <sighs> So I'm going to go. So thank you for those of you that have um, left some nice messages. I did post on my thing, that, like a rest in peace thing, uh, on my Facebook page. And it's, I don't know. It's just, there was a picture of my friend with his two sisters from about 2012, which was three years before I met him. And he just looked so much healthier there. His face was bigger, like he had more because um, he's very slim when I met him but he used to be a lot bigger he used to be he said that he used to weigh as much as I do but then he was six foot so it would look better on me if I was six foot and apparently the ideal weight the ideal height for my weight is about seven foot four but you know that's probably not going to happen although there is an operation you can get where you can get your legs stretched and it adds like half an inch or something. And to be fair, if I was if I had the ability to have an operation that added half an inch, I wouldn't be focusing on my legs. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. My ears, of course, my ears. So I'm gonna go. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm not sure how regular I'm going to be making these recordings. It's a case of doing them when I'm kind of feeling feeling it. Um, but I do... I do want to do some more stuff. I don't, you know... 
and also we'll just have to see I mean I uh, I spoke to Joel uh, who was offered to help with the getting back some of the music the re recordings with music so um, I'm going to have to look into that but right now I just thought for some reason I'd make a recording so I was waiting for my uh, the the food to be delivered so I thought I'll do something but while I'm waiting for that and here we are here 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 I am so I'm going to go thank you for listening remember to be kind to yourself because you do deserve to be happy and if there's someone special in your life maybe contact them and let them know how you feel it doesn't have to be a phone call maybe just a short text really do you have to make that much noise now right i'm gonna go lots of love bye